You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Good day, SNWF. What does that mean? Sewing and Growing Faithful. <laughs> well, I, I didn't even know what that meant, so hopefully you picked up on it, listeners. Yeah, the listeners who have been faithful every single week, you know, I look at the analytics and there are some of you, well, I don't know exactly who it is, but um, like right when the podcast drops, like within an hour, there's usually 20 downloads. Like I'm, I'm assuming it's those same people every single week. So thank you very much. If you're, if we are your entertainment and, and uh, help brighten up your day on your way to work, you know, I, I feel honored. I really do. Yeah. It's great to be a part of your day. Even if I don't know who you are, <laughs> I'm glad I'm a part of your day. Me too. I'm going to open this up. I want to open it up in the mic. Was that satisfying? <laughs> you or already annoying? know what he's drinking, folks. <laughs> Coke Zero. Coke Zero. But both of us have in front of us a really awesome treat that one of our coworkers made. It's both called Black Gold. And it's a shake in a really nice mason jar. Those are popular right now. Yeah. We're going to wash. The, and maybe we have to give them back to him. I was planning on giving him back okay, the mason jar. Okay, I'll have jar. to ask him because my wife's a sucker for mason jars. So I might, if he lets us keep them, then I'm going to wash it out and bring it home. Get some brownie points. But these uh, these are made of, this one that we have right here, Black Gold, is some cold brew coffee, some, uh, what else? Some flax, some bananas, some Honey oat, almond butter, honey almond, almond milk. Butter. Uh, what is it? Matcha? Maca? Maca root? Something like that. But they seem, they're they're delicious and they I think they're pretty health, healthy. Yeah, it's full of whole foods. It's great for you. Yeah. Nuts. Have some natural nut protein in there. Unless you're allergic to nuts. Yes. He made, he asked me the day before. He wanted yeah. it to be a surprise, but he made sure to catch me. He's like, is anyone in the office allergic to nuts? Yeah. Uh, I thankfully am not. So thank yes. you, Josh and Natasha. They made them both. Yes. They are coworkers. Well, she's a preschool teacher, but he's one of our coworkers. The West I'm rambling family. on too long. Uh, what are we going to do today? Today, huh? we're talking about quotes that uh, just stick with you. We do... Every podcast, we talk about the wisdom of the day, one wisdom to take away, but being a part of New Creation Church and being here for a while, we've heard so many good messages and really themes that have come from this church and things that are repeated over and over again. And I don't know about everyone, but for me, those things pop up into my mind. So I thought maybe we could talk about some of the ones that we remember or that have stuck with us and why they're significant and why yeah. they get repeated so often. Yes. If you want to, you want to start us off. You yeah. Can. If, if I'm thinking of Pastor Mark and things that he said numerous times from the pulpit uh, that I believe are not just coming out of thin air or out of his head, but really by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. There's one end. I'll say the first half, and I think I'm going to count that you can finish it off. <laughs> okay. There's some pressure. Here it goes. God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. So that when you arrive, you won't be occupied by it, but you will occupy it. Exactly. I said it a little off. But. He did, but I, I put him under pressure. So <laughs> that's it. God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. So when you arrive there, you will occupy it, not be, not occupied, be occupied by Isn't it. Isn't that what I said? Eh. Whatever. It was fairly close. Fairly close. Yes, you switched it up. The, I, the, the content was pretty much the same. The order was not. Yeah, you switched it up. 
like how me and my daughter read books. It's like you right? can have a turkey sandwich or you can have an open-faced turkey sandwich. Those are two totally different things. But an open-faced turkey sandwich, I'm, you better believe I'm putting gravy on it. Yeah, so it's so not it, the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, good, that's a good quote. Let's break it down. Yeah. I think that people lose sight of the importance of every day, but people have aspirations of dreams of being somewhere great. Yeah. But what you have to understand is your tomorrows are made up of your todays and God is doing something in your todays. Yeah. So here's another one. It just came to me again. This is how it happens that he said numerous times. Preparation time. Is never wasted time. I think those two kind of go exactly directly together. Let me, I'll say this though too. You know, God's preparing you for what he has prepared for you. A lot of times uh, we are very troubled by... Uh, tumultuous seasons in life. And I'll tell you this, the Bible says this, that God doesn't tempt anyone, but it's very clear that there are a lot of tests that happen. And I think that is very valid to know and be okay with God testing you or there being tests in life that God uses. Um, And a lot of times, well, just in school, you pass a test or you take a test to prove what you know, so you can graduate to the next grade or you know, pass the class and move on to the next stage of learning. Yeah. And that's how it is in life. Uh, sometimes we're, you know, we're believing God for something and a test comes and we fail that test and we don't see the promise and we get mad. Well, uh, we just need to realize that there are certain things that are brought into our lives or that God uses as a test to see where we're at. It's kind of a measurement of where our faith is, how we're believing God, our maturity level. And if we never pass those tests, we're never going to graduate up to the next thing that God has for us or that thing that we're believing for. Yeah, I just wanted to put this in here. I think the majority of you probably already have this in your heart, but how do you tell the difference between a temptation and a test. You know, we just said God doesn't tempt us, but he definitely tests us well. The Bible says that he won't tempt us with evil because in him is light and there's no darkness within him. But tests of obedience are definitely from him. So he doesn't put cancer on you to uh, grow you and teach you, but he asks you to be obedient to his word and the leading of his spirit. That's how you can tell the difference between that. And this is where it gets tricky too. I think there's sometimes there's a temptation (laughs) right in front of you, a temptation uh, that the enemy is presenting in front of you. Um, And I think that that exact situation can also be a test. I think Um, what you're saying is there can be a temptation to do evil in front of you that's from the enemy, but present within that is also a test of obedience to follow him in the way to flee it and get around it. Don't turn this off because of blasphemy or heresy, but that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that's, when I think of Pastor Mark and things that come up often, I think of that quote. Again, I'll say it again. God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. So when you arrive at that place, because you will, uh, you will occupy it not be occupied by it in the mic i hope nobody heard that the listeners will forgive you oh thank you i know our listeners well and then the other one that you just said uh preparation time is never wasted time and then there's another add on to that a lot of times unless you unless you waste preparation unless you waste preparation time yeah so understanding what season of life you are in a lot of you including myself are in a season I don't think you might, you might not ever get out of a preparation season. I was going to say, are you ever getting out of a preparation season? Yeah. I think, you know, uh, God moves you, you know, we always believe that God will take us into a wide open place. There's a scripture that talks about God setting you in a wide place. And we're like, where's the wide place? Well, we're being prepared for it. And then when we get into that, 
is, you know, there's a short celebration time. Like, this is awesome. Thank you, God, for the promise. But guess what? A lot of times now, all of a sudden, you're in another preparation season. God's always moving you into something else. Yeah, it's Um, the staircase analogy. Pastor Mark's talked about that a lot in Bible school leadership classes and that success looks like a staircase. There's that season of preparation where it's up and then you have a flat plateau portion where you occupy that place, but it's short lived because you're going to the next staircase level. Yeah. Um, another quote, this might just be a podcast dedicated to pastor Mark quotes. I don't know. Uh, one that he said, uh, I remember he said this at my cousins, which would be his daughter's baccalaureate, which you just did one of those. So this was back, I believe in 2007, Um, I think that's when my cousin graduated, but he spoke there and he said, this is the first time I heard it where purpose is not known. Abuse is inevitable. Very good. And that's a banger of a quote. Uh, and he, he, you know, he made mention of the warning labels that are put on some common everyday devices, appliances, you know, in a microwave, it says, this is not, (laughs) this is not something that that you use to dry (laughs) things. You know, you're not going to, uh, put your your kitten in there to dry it after a bath. And you think that's horrible. Well, somebody might've done that and they didn't know the purpose of the microwave. So they abused it. And so he's talking about finding out the purpose of your life. Cause if you don't know what your purpose is, you'll end up abusing your life. And again, there's a secondary part of that quote too, that says the purpose of a thing is in the mind of the creator of that thing. All right. So if you don't know, the purpose of something you don't you don't I don't ask the microwave what the purpose of the microwave is. That no. would be stupid on multiple fronts, right? Right. I would ask the people who manufactured it. In my case, it would be Samsung. In my nice. Ex. Very cool. <laughs> Hamilton Beach. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, KitchenAid. What's going on? So yeah, you ask who created it. So you want right. to know your purpose? You go to the person who created you and designed you. That and would be God. It just reminds me of you know we let. Which I think you. this is a quote you got from another podcast. You've mentioned it on here by a couple brothers, but yeah. you don't ask culture to define something that didn't create yes. something along the lines. Uh, don't, yeah, don't ask culture to, to define something it never created. I That's think that goes the, hand in hand. I mean, just different podcasts. How often are we struggling in our marriage or our parenting or our singleness and we'll read Cosmopol- Cosmopolitan or, you know, Us weekly. Yeah, fan through something very secular that was created by creations of God instead of going straight to the source because he created family, he created marriage. And uh, knowing if we're struggling, it's like, uh, this isn't coming together. Uh, There's a few bolts and nuts left outside of this and it's just not running fire. Firing rightly, go to the source, go to God. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, one that I know a lot of, and I think it's very applicable, it's all about application, is the greatest gap known to mankind is the gap between concepts and, and application. application. Again, a Pastor Mark quote. And that just comes down to what do we know and what are we actually doing? Yeah. Um, I know that's a really big gap in my own life. It's <laughs> I love to acquire knowledge and I love to spout off certain things that I know. Uh, especially in social settings, it's just fun sometimes to do that. But if you're not applying it in your own life, that knowledge is like literally useless. Yeah. Um, so getting to the point where the things that you know are actually being fruitful in your life because you're applying them, it's harder. Again, it is. that quote suggests it's the biggest gap. The biggest gap known to mankind yeah. is the gap between concept and application. And I think we just need to start to value that. The Bible talks a lot about knowledge in the New Testament that 
Greek word epignosko is experiential knowledge. And a lot of us have head knowledge or mental ascent knowledge. And if you've read any E.W. Kenyon books or anything, mental ascent is not the same thing as faith. And the problem is the Bible even says to know something and not to do it is sin, but also to hear the word and not to do it, you walk in deception. So you're not walking in faith. The just live by faith. So instead of acquiring knowledge, maybe we should devote some more resources to actually doing the things we know. He's he's messing with me. While I'm oh. talking, he's over there mixing his Coke Zero with his nut butter shake. <laughs> and it's just messing with me, man. Would you like to know the verdict? The verdict is decent, not amazing. It's decent. Pokes decent. Yeah, it's decent. Pokes decent. It's hard to maintain a thought when I see somebody Sorry. chugging from a Coke Zero can slurping down a nut butter shake. <laughs> <laughs> But All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, a quote that I think of, uh, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of long, um, but it's from Miles Monroe, and he talks about, he, he has a sermon on potential, which actually I used a lot of those notes when I taught at a baccalaureate yeah. once. And he talked about how the richest place on earth isn't some foreign bank account. You know, it's not the, the Maldives. It's not whatever. Uh, he says actually the graveyard because that's where a lot of potential uh, never was fulfilled. And so he says in the graveyard, there's books that haven't been written, songs that haven't been written, uh, ideas that were never invented because people died with a lot of untapped and unfulfilled potential. Mm. And so uh, I'm trying to remember the exact quote that he said out of that. But what I got, oh yeah, he said, the goal in life is to die empty. And you're like, oh gosh, that sounds terrible. But he was talking about dying empty of potential. You don't ever want to have any potential left within you when you come to the end of your life that you've really tapped into those resources. Um, And he goes on to explain how God is really the person who helps you take that potential and turn it into something kinetic. I like that. Uh, I think potential sounds really good when we're young. And I know I've transitioned into being a child, into being a man. It's like, man, you have so much potential and that's encouraging, but there gets to a point, be a point in your life where I don't want it to be potential anymore. I want it to be kinetic. I want it to be working in my life. And I think that's a struggle and it's a, it's a tension that everyone has to deal with. And I remember at the men's conference at Rainbow that we went to, somebody compared it to having uh, Bruce Banner living inside of right. you. And that's what it feels like to have potential. It's trapped energy. It's yeah. energy that you know you should be bringing out, but you right. don't know how to access it and it's tapped inside of you. And a big part of our life is getting what God has put in us out into the open to bless the world. And that's a journey. It's a process, but it's one that I believe we're held accountable to because God has given each one of us talents. And is it buried in us? That we're not bringing it out, right. or are we getting it out and it's reproducing itself in the world and around us? It's die empty. I like yeah, that. I know. I think of just a standard analogy of shooting a bow and arrow. You pull that, you pull that string back. What has now happened is there's a lot of potential energy in that string and in that arrow. It's stored energy. And the way it turns into kinetic energy is you got to release it. But I was just thinking about if I stood there and never released that arrow, I'm going to become extremely tired and worn out. So I was thinking there's something about uh, having potential trapped inside of you. It's going to wear you out. Yeah. So we got to find a way to release that into our lives and the lives of others. Yeah. 
I was thinking about that parable of the talents and yeah. the one that buried it. And I was thinking about, is there a big difference between burying and planting <laughs> something? But the purpose behind it, I think if you're burying something, it's based out of fear or laziness, but there's a time where you actually plant what's inside of you and it might be hidden for a time, but it's purposefully being developed. It's purposely being grown on the inside. So yeah, get what's in you out of you. That's, Mm. that's important. Another one, I'm going to go back to another Pastor Mark one that he got from a prayer meeting, I think in Oklahoma a long time ago, but the casual observance of the things you know could cost you your life in these last times. I think it's important to remember, it goes back to the greatest gap known to mankind is concept and application. Those go hand in hand. And I think there's a theme that runs through a lot of these, but what do we know that's easy for us to quote, easy for us to say, but we don't connect any life to? Because again, it's not just observance. It's the casual observance. It's not connecting a heart to it. And I think that goes back to what, Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me, which looks like in my book, a casual observance, but you have to attach what you know, and you have to mix it with faith. You have to mix it with the spirit of God. The word without the spirit is death, but Uh when the spirit comes, it gives life. So remember what, what principles do we know? We know about the blood of Jesus. We know that there's protection in the blood of Jesus. We know that's how we have a relationship with God. Are we acknowledging with a heartfelt connection, the blood of Jesus? We know there's healing power. Are we purposely quoting and holding fast to the fact that he's our healer? We know that there's prosperity available to us, but are we just casually going through our lives, allowing these things to sit on the back burner or are we making them a key part of our lives. Yeah. This one has hit home for me pretty recently. Just, you know, we, you know, we just had a, last week was a health podcast, but in this last month or so, I've been really challenged in my health. And I remember my cousin coming up to me and talking to me about this exact same thing. And, you know, you don't want to scare anyone, but if, like you said, if you aren't really understanding the scriptures and applying them in your life, you can face a situation that really is a, is a life and death situation. And if you've casually observed these principles, unfortunately, uh, uh, the outcome could be not what anybody wants. And so I was just thinking about some of these attacks on my health lately um, and really wanting to take charge. You know, I'll just let the listeners know. Like a few weeks ago, I had a seizure for some random reason. And thank God for my wife's faith because I was (laughs) incapacitated. Um, But, you know, right after that, then I got the flu and then I've been dealing with some stomach issues and I'm like, man, uh, it is time for me to stop being so casual about knowing that Jesus is my healer. And so taking charge of that. And so I'm listening to healing scriptures at night. I'm trying to get this down back into the word. And Pastor Mark's even talked about this with the staff. He said, get some healing scriptures and start quoting them and confessing them over your life, getting that down deep on the inside of you. So it's not just something that we're casually, you know, following, but we, you know, because the the time's going to come when you, something's going to pull on your faith and it's a matter of life and death. And I don't want to be so casual. And thank God that I'm alive right now. But uh, I, a lot of that's due to my wife's faith. So thank you so much, Brittany. Yeah. Um, I had one in my mind, but I forgot what it you was. You lost it? I lost it. Okay. 
Uh, you, you talk. Another one, I don't know who it's attributed to, but I think it's great in leadership, but also just relationship with people. And to remember this as you're approaching someone with compassion and empathy is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And what are you leading first with? Are you leading first with them as a human being that is made in the image and likeness of God? And you're trying to hear things from their perspective because regardless if we're right, wrong, or indifferent, we already know what we know. And we know the perspective we're coming from. We know what we're going to say. But for the other person, we don't know exactly what's going on. Just to lead with listening, uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So wanting to emphasize not necessarily my perspective, my uh, points, but the fact that I, that I value them, I care about them, and that's going to speak longer in the relationship and also help the conversation a lot. It's helped me a lot. That's a good one. Okay, I remember mine, but it's it's an idiom because we we just like to say these things. But burden a burden hand is worth two in the bush. Um, we've both said that many yeah. many times. But what that's trying to communicate is something that you already have right now is way more valuable than trying to chase something that you aren't exactly sure uh, is going to come to pass for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's great value in actually possessing something tangible than having a great idea that you're not sure is going to pan out. Yeah, and so that little idiom, or is that what it's called? An idiom, right? Uh, uh, or colloquialism. That's a, like a local <laughs> saying. <laughs> I know your, your brother was big on those colloquialisms. Uh, anyways, the pup is uh, wandering. Um, that... I could apply that almost every day. Every day there's a situation where you have something and you need to be content with it versus just chasing something that's really not guaranteed. So I think learning to be content is a really good principle in life. Yeah, the Bible says contentment with godliness is great gain. Is great gain. So if you're content with that bird in your hand, who knows, yeah. you might gain two later. You know, you drive but, by the come and go, you see the price, but then you go, I got to go to the next town to see if there's actually better prices in the next town. Well, on your journey to yeah. get, save two cents in the next town on fuel, you've just burned up your savings. It's better Ooh. to sometimes take what's in front of you and work with it because time is money. Yeah. Your resources uh a bird in the hand is worth two yeah, in the bush. A lot of wisdom in those old, old idiomes. Yeah. I think people and it's back always in the nice day when you can kill two birds with one stone, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds kind of uh, violent. But the the but principle behind there's the more than is, one way to skin a cat as well. <laughs> that's violent too. Two birds, one stone. Uh, it's always nice when you find yourself in a situation where you can knock two things out in yeah. you know in the time it would take to do maybe one thing or with the resources it would take to accomplish one thing you accomplish two things that's yeah. amazing i agree but those are idioms so um another quote that i really like um gosh jonathan you gotta write these down jo john has paper in front of him and that's a good thing i don't i'm just trying to pull these out of my head <sighs> holy spirit help me oh it's kind of an idiom. <laughs> he helped you though. You got it. Yeah, it's one that we've talked about that we, you and he, you and I both really like, and it's never cut what can be untied. Very good. Um, which is, if there is a way to salvage a situation, salvage a relationship, it's worth doing because once you cut something, it's kind of like uh, be careful what bridges you 
you burn because yeah. you might need to cross those again. Um, it's kind of the same principle. It's, it's a lot harder to put something back together when you've dismantled it versus just taking the time, you know, a ball of yarn um, is much harder to knit with. If you've cut all the, if you try to cut all the knots out, it's kind of useless for its purpose. But if you take the time and you untangle it, uh, you can still use it. Yeah. So it's talking about relationships. Sometimes I'm not saying not do, do not, cut certain things out of your life, cut people out of your life. Sometimes you need to, sometimes there's yeah. some toxicity. Sometimes there's uh, things that aren't going to be helpful to either of you. And if you keep them in your life for too long, it's going to be detrimental, yeah. but having the discernment to know what should be untied and what should be cut, is going to help you um, keep some relationships that are much needed in your life. Very well said. And I've heard you share that quote a lot. Another one that I've heard from you that I think of often, especially as you move into leadership and you have a voice in other people's lives, is that you can't mandate something you're not yeah. willing to model. I got that from Jordan Boyce. So it's hey. not me, but... I, well, I, I attribute to you a lot. You can't... It's better to untie something than to cut yeah. it. That's not how to That's say it. But hey, open-faced turkey sandwich. Great. <laughs> But I think that's important. I think it's easy to go, my goodness, do this. But then realize, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, that's still a small voice. He's going, you don't do it. (laughs) And uh, Pastor Mark just talked about this recently on a Sunday morning, that the seeds of our words need to meet up and be congruent with the seeds of our own actions. And oftentimes, as a parent or a leader, we can say, do as I say, not as I do. But that's not a consistent or beneficial way to live our lives. Not so at all. you can't mandate something you ain't modeling. You can, but it's not going to yeah. have a big impact. Yeah. And you're only as good as your word. And so I also think about another uh, quote kind of falls in line with this. And I've said it a few different times. It's a quote about commitment. And so I don't remember who said it. I remember reading it on Instagram one day and I really liked it. And they said, commitment is sticking to a decision you've made long after the mood you've set it in has left. Mm. So that's what commitment really is. A lot of times we love to say things in the heat of the moment, whether good or bad, or we declare something out of a certain emotional state. Um, and that's emotions are a good thing, but emotions are very powerful. And we have to, we have to, that's why we don't make decisions based out of emotions because you can feel one way in an instant and in another way in an instant. And it's like a roller coaster. Um, so understanding what commitment truly is, sticking to a decision you've made long after the mood you made that decision and has left you is going to help you be very, very credible person. So. Well said, I'll leave with one more. And that is good timber doesn't grow with ease. Stronger the wind, stronger the trees. And that's just a great reminder that what we go through and emphasis on what I'm saying, go through, mm-hmm. help shape who we are. And you go, really, is that true? Well, even Jesus is known as one who learned obedience through the things that he suffered. That's not something yeah. that you normally put on a Christmas card <laughs> or you encourage yourself in following Jesus's example, but he did learn the things that he learned through the things that he suffered. So know that as wind is blowing, uh, good timber doesn't grow with ease. Stronger the wind, stronger the trees. And you look at some trees, Man, I love going down south and seeing big oak trees that are hundreds of years old. They're beautiful, but they've been through a lot and they're still remaining. So 
Amen. That reminds me just of a classic small little quote where there's a will, there's a way. And I was just driving up to Ashcroft yesterday and I was looking at some of the aspens that were growing literally on the side of a hill and they grow like out and then they literally bend up like, like 90, 90 degrees. Degree. And I just was thinking where there's a will, there's a way. And the, and the purpose of a tree is to grow and to flourish. So no matter uh, you know, what obstacles might present itself. You see trees that grow around boulders. You've seen trees that have grown through boulders. So uh, where there's a will, there's a way. And I think we would be wrong not to mention this one because we're okay. talking about things that Pastor Mark and honestly, the majority of these quotes have come from Pastor Mark. So hopefully if you're a part of this church and you've been away, you haven't been coming in as much from COVID, Come back in the house and hear yeah. from your pastor that God has for you, because he's not just speaking from himself. He's speaking what he gets from God. And if we hear it as the word of God, we'll grow. Uh, but come on, what God did in Christ Jesus <laughs> yeah, far exceeds any damage done to me by Adam's fault. And talk about things that we can casually say and not connect any heart right. to. I've been guilty of that. It's like, okay, end of the service. That's all I'm getting. I'm right. literally just, my lips are moving, but there's no brain yeah. activity for the most part going on with it. But what is that all about? Yeah. That's about saying that anything that happened to me in my old life before yeah. Jesus, Jesus paid for way more of yeah. to overcome or anything. Or that I inherited from someone before me. True. That's what I said. But what God did in Christ Jesus far exceeds any damage done to me by Adam's fall. Sometimes there's things brought into your life by people yeah. who came before you. Right. Doesn't matter what your past, what you've done, what the what the enemy is trying to do, it is not greater right. than what God did for you. Which is encouraging, but there's also a bunch of responsibility because that was Adam's fall that put us into such a condition. We can say, hey, that wasn't me. Yeah, you were born into it. You get a decision to be have new life in Christ. But once you have that new life in Christ, yeah. he's already provided everything. He's given you the grace yeah. you need. Now there's a shared responsibility with you and the Holy Spirit to live up to what Jesus paid for. And that's not a burden yeah. saying thing. That's an encouraging thing. But what God did in Christ Jesus. Next time you say that, really think about the words that you're saying. Right. I think about like generational curses. I think about people with childhood trauma who yeah. are deeply damaged what god did in christ jesus far, far exceeds, exceeds far exceeds yeah. any damage that was ever done to you um i'm stirring myself up yeah it's good it's great all right well praise god we're at a good point uh wisdom of the day we kind of just shared a million <laughs> well, wisdoms i know of the those day. are a million wisdoms of the day i think the wisdom of the day for me is next time you hear one of those cliche quotes or sayings Take a moment, and that's what the word behold means. You see that in the Bible a lot. Behold means to stop and observe. So stop and observe those quotes and really think about what they are. And again, the quote about casually observing something. There's a lot of powerful wisdom contained in everyday quotes. Yeah. Take the time to behold them instead of casually observing them and help and apply them in your life. Yeah, A lot of these things are very, very helpful. I agree. And I would just say, I've seen somewhat of a theme running through a lot of these that I remember. And what it is, is that God's working in your everyday. And there's things that seem normal, that seem just matter of fact, or not much to him. But to the degree that we actually receive, apply with our lives, what's coming down the pike every day that the Lord is in, it's going to set us up for our future. And it's not just about knowing in our brain. It's about living through our life. That's what's going to make the difference. So 
Awesome. Hopefully you enjoyed all those. And I'm going to pray us out of this podcast. Father God, thank you so much for your word and for your wisdom. And both of those have come out of New Creation Church and specifically Pastor Mark and the leadership. So Father God, I pray that we wouldn't just be hearers, but that we would be doers, Father God. And we would remember these words of wisdom as we go through difficulty, as we go through good times, knowing that you are with us through both. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, we live by faith because it's impossible to please you with without faith, and the just shall live by faith, and that's who we are. So we say all these things in Jesus' name, and I encourage you, hey, why don't you share the podcast with somebody this yeah. week? Uh, find one of your favorite podcasts. Say, hey, check this out from these guys. Uh, ultimately, we're not just doing this because we like hearing ourselves talk. We hope it's beneficial. Although that is true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, we said it at the beginning, but we appreciate those faithful listeners. Yeah. And uh, feel free to meet us up on Sunday while we're at church and tell us what you like about it and share what you'd like to hear. There's so many great people at New Creation Church. Yeah. We've had a lot of guests on here. But if there's someone that you think is great, maybe uh, share, maybe we'll share them with yeah. us and maybe we'll have them and on. Stay tuned for next week because... If you are a scholar of the Old Testament and you like reading that, we're going to have a guest on who um, is very well versed in the Old Testament and always brings out profound truths. So you're going to want to tune in next Monday for the next episode. We're almost to 50, but it's not quite 50, but the Sewing and Growing Podcast. All right. See you next week. Listen to me next week. I mean, that sounds terrible. (laughs) Bye. Bye.